Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the season finale of Are You Ready for Some Football? Right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Roger Sierra. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, it is the season finale. We are going to be discussing the recap of the Super Bowl and all the all the goings on. Uh, but before we get to the Super Bowl and the recap of that, um, we do want to give us uh, give the flowers to the uh, to the NFL honors that just took place the the Thursday night prior to the Super Bowl. Um, and we already kind of threw our picks out there as to who we think uh, was going to end up winning the certain awards and things of that nature. Um, and the class of the uh, 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, do you guys want to do the awards first, or do you want to knock out the Hall of Fame first? How do you guys? What, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I don't care. Six in one, half care. dozen in the other. Cool. That case, though, we'll give the flowers to the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Famers for the year 2023. Um, and these are not like in, in like order. I'm just going to just say them. Uh, the first one is uh, Darrell Revis, cornerback uh, for the New York Jets, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. Uh, well deserved, guys. I I've never liked him, so I mean, I guess he was a good corner during his generation, but played for the Jets. That's true. Chip? You can you can look like a standout playing for the Jets, <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. Right. I didn't really care for him, so I mean, I I I, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Deion Sanders. The uh, the Hall of Fame today is it, it, I mean it it's like a a princess palace, right? Um, the next one going in uh, is Demarcus Ware, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. How do y'all feel about this one? I think he's deserving of it. He he was like the true prototype of what we now call the edge rusher. Yeah, of the modern day. Obviously, I mean they've obviously been able to slot guys like defenses back to linebacker, but I don't think any were as. Uh, Powerful, no, not powerful is not the word. Maybe proficient at doing it like Demarcus Ware was, and now that's pretty much like the outside linebacker's role. Right. What say you, Chip? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's pretty accurate. I mean, he did play for the Cowboys, but um, <laughs> uh, hey, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Well, that's that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he did kind of revolutionize. Uh, that position. So I'd say pretty deserving. Right. Uh, the next one is Joe Thomas, offensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns. How do you guys feel about this one? I mean, through their, their shitty tw- 2010s, he was the only consistent player. <laughs> right? Yeah, and he stuck with that team. Uh, like, there was no teams career. calling for the, the, yeah, there there was teams calling for him and like offering him, you know, more money to come play for them, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna stick it out here in Chicago. We're gonna we're gonna make some or uh, in Cleveland, we're gonna make Cleveland. something." <laughs> right. Uh, the next one is Rondé Barber, cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was iffy on this one. Um, he's good, but is he Hall of Fame good? He was on a great off off uh, defense, I mean, but him himself. See, I I personally I don't think he was Hall of Fame good. Yes, he was good, but you know, I mean, it it, it it's it's kind of like with with wrestling. You know, not everybody can be the champion in football. Not everybody should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, right. this was any sport. Not everybody should be in the Hall right. of Fame. Right. Um, but apparently the NFL has to meet a certain quota. It has to be like eight to nine people. And it, I'll, some years maybe it doesn't have to be. But um, who, who well, put that fucking thing on? Did they put that on themselves? Because that's kind of stupid. I'm just I, saying I, that's, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, I, I think they put that on themselves. And that was the, that was the thing that Deion Sanders was saying. He was like, look, you guys got to fill a quota. He was like... But there's no like the the people that you guys are putting in like 
aren't really deserving of of this this honor he's like if we're gonna do it the way y'all are doing it now he's like we need a top room for for the actual hall of famers that changed the game right and i mean i, exactly. I tend to agree with him uh, absolutely uh, the next one that they talk about is oh, the next one getting in is Zach Thomas linebacker for the Miami Dolphins and spent a couple years in Dallas. How do you guys feel about this one? John, how do you feel about this one? I mean, I feel like he should, I had a feeling he wouldn't have been a first ballot hall of famer, but I knew eventually he would have gotten in. He was the anchor of that Miami defense along with Jason Taylor in the, in the, uh, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, he's got good credentials. Um, and a lot of people, Offenses at that time predicated their game plan around Zach Thomas. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, he, I don't know. It, see, it see, is a thing. If I say he's he's not a Hall of Famer, they're going to be like, oh, you can't back your boy. But if I say he is a Hall of Famer, oh, you're just saying that because he's, he's a Dolphin. So, I, honestly, man, I think he, he I didn't know, I didn't think he'd be in on the first ballot, but I definitely thought that he was going to get in eventually. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's deserved. But what do you guys think? Um, uh, I don't think it's deserving. Like I said, like, like just been saying, I mean, certain people can make the Hall of Fame, but not everybody should make the Hall of Fame. He was good, but I mean, is his career really scream out Hall of Famer? Well, if we're looking at just his career, he's a five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Linebacker of the Year, two-time tackle leader, NFL 2000s All-Decade team. Uh, he played 184 games, had 1,720 tackles, uh, 20.5 sacks, 17 interceptions, 17 forced fumbles, eight fumble recoveries, and four touchdowns. So, I mean, he's he's up there in tackles for sure. How many seasons did he play? He played uh he played from nineteen ninety six until two thousand and eight. So twelve years? Yeah. Yeah, twelve years. He played with Kansas City, but only uh on the off season practice squad. But I mean, you record seventeen hundred tackles in twelve years, like <laughs> You were everywhere on the field, you know? But I yeah. What I about, mean, what about you, Chip? I, I, I can't take his credentials away, but I just don't. He don't <sighs> scream Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, there are certain people who scream Hall of Famer. Like, Lawrence Taylor screams Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Deion Sanders screams yeah. Hall of Famer. Um, I th- yeah. Travis Kelsey screams Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he really does. He really, yeah. I mean, at this at the pace he's going, I mean, it's hard to say he will not be the greatest tight end until we get somebody that eventually will surpass him if we get somebody to surpass him. Right. Um so maybe that's what Dion was talking about when he meant the upper room. Uh where Oh, that's hundred percent what think, Dion was talking was, about. Right. Uh, I think it was Skip Bayless that said it on an episode of uh, First Take. It was This was old Skip Bayless. Um, he said, if I have to think about it, I kind of question whether you are or, you're, or you aren't. If I have to think about if you're a Hall of Famer or not, then it kind of answers the question, if that makes sense. I don't uh, I mean, for some people, yes. Some people, is, it's kind of hard to say because, I mean – but my best example is Big Ben, Hall of Famer. Or no, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Talent. See, see I have to think. See, see, yeah, I would say yeah. No, no, I would say he would go in the Hall of Fame because he's got two Super Bowl rings. You know, like. He played a shit ton of years. He pretty much wrecked his body, probably more than any quarterback, other than maybe I don't know, like like a, like a Steve McNair or you know somebody like that. 
But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. In, we'll see in about four years when he's eligible if he if if they'll put him in. Um, other uh, the and the other four in. Uh, I think these are the older generation, the players that we uh that we haven't seen. Ken Riley, Chuck Howell, uh, Don Cor- Coriel, and Joe Kl- uh, Kletchko. Uh, all players from the uh, from the from the golden era, from 1969, 1958, 1973, and 19. Oh shit, that's so old. It don't even give me a number. What the fuck? Uh, 1977. There we go. Uh, so yeah, so there's your list of Hall of Famers um, for this upcoming for this upcoming uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, moving on to the NFL Honors Awards this year. Um, the next gen stats moment of the year or play of the year was Justin Jefferson's cats catch against the Buffalo bills. Uh, when they had their battle, I think it was week. What was it? Week. Uh, let me go back and look now. I'm trying to remember the, uh, week 10 against the Minnesota Vikings. When he made that incredible one handed catch in traffic. Um, can can you guys think of any other play that would that would top that one? Uh, Wait, hold on, what now? Which play? Sorry. The the it was the fourth and uh, it was the fourth and long play where Justin Jefferson made the one handed catch. Oh, on the Bills. On the Bills, yeah. Um, there was that one, and Jamar Chase went into playoffs. Yeah. I think they're going by the regular season, not necessarily. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, in the playoff, no, that's definitely the best get, uh, play in the play, in the regular season. Yeah. Um, on degree of difficulty alone, I think it was. Uh, the Art Rooney Award, uh, that goes to uh the player recognized by outstanding sportsmanship on the field goes to Calais Campbell of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Jim Brown Award, uh, going to uh. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the the Deacon Jones Award uh, for the uh, sack leader uh, of the year goes to Nick Boza of the 49ers. Uh, the FedEx Ground Game Player of the Year also went to Josh Jacobs of the of the Raiders. The FedEx Air Player of the Year uh, goes to Joe Burrow of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. The Salute to Service. Wait, Award, hold on. Isn't that supposed to be like the best, like the most air yards? I believe it is. Wouldn't that be Patrick Mahomes who literally had the most passing yards? But I this well this this is uh it says that uh it says since two thousand three since two thousand and three following each week of the regular NFL season six finalists are chosen based on the individual statistical performances three players are nominated for the air award. And the ground award, blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but the, the, apparently this award, because I guess it's sponsored by FedEx, they picked the winner. I guess I don't know. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The salute to service award, which is, um, I guess the head coach. It's a it's a it's a it's an award that they give for I guess the. Uh, what you do for like the troops and the things of that nature. It went to uh, Ron Rivera of the Washington commanders, the Walter Payton NFL man of the year goes to Dak Prescott. Uh, Walter Payton man of the year honors uh, the commitment to philanthropy and the community impact. And now we're getting into the actual playing awards. Uh, The New York jets pretty much swept the rookie uh, conversation. Defensive rookie of the year goes to sauce Gardner. And mm. offensive rookie of the year goes to Garrett Wilson. How did you guys feel about these two winning the uh, rookie awards? Uh, are we, we, well, we already know who my defensive rookie of the year pick was. was I still stand by, yeah, I still stand by that. Yeah, yeah. That boy led yeah, rookies I, I in, in, in sacks. Right. Sauce Gardner, I don't even think led in interceptions, did he? No, not in rookie. Not for rookies. He did lead in pass deflection at twenty, which is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, but. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson was a yeah, monster he was. for most offenses he played against. <laughs> right. Yeah, yep. but if he if that was the only category that Sauce Gardner led in, like that's what I don't understand. Like, who the fuck is picking this? 
And what are what is the criteria? Because if the criteria right. isn't the stats that they put up on the field, then what is it? Let us know what the criteria is so we're not sitting here saying, oh, well, we thought Aiden Hutchinson should have had it because he had he led in this category and this category, and this guy only led in one, you know, like, right. Make it make sense. Right. Uh, you you want to know the most, you want to know the ironic thing about what you guys just said. Aiden Hutchinson did win Pepsi NFL rookie overall rookie of the year. As he so, should have. Yeah. As he should have. Um, which I think Garrett Wilson ran, winning offensive rookie of the year award. Uh, I think it should have went to Kenneth Walker. I, I, I was fixing to say, yeah, Kenneth Walker should have got that one. Actually Brock Purdy, to be honest, he did play have a season, not a full season, but his impact for that team until the playoffs when he destroyed his arm. Oh, yeah. Now, and he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery to prepare, correct? Yes, him and Josh Allen both. Mm. Yeah. Because we all like to forget uh, that so, Josh Allen fucked his arm up badly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and with that, neither one will be eligible to play next season. Hmm. Which is sad, though, because, I mean, a lot of people are kind of rooting for – I mean, I think a lot of people are rooting for the Bills uh, to make it to the Super Bowl this year anyway. Um, so, with Josh Allen gone, I mean, next year is probably going to be a down year for Buffalo. Excuse me. Um, AP Comeback Player of the Year was Geno Smith of the, of the Seattle Seahawks. Bullshit. We already talked about this. Go ahead. Well, it, it – it, it, Comeback player of the year is somebody who came back from injury. Geno Smith did not come back from injury. He was not injured. He was just a backup. He was just he, ass. He was <laughs> no, he wasn't ass. He finally found a coach that knows how to fucking use him. I'm, no, I'm not talking about this season. I'm talking about last season. Did he play last season? For a little bit. But even the games he played, he wasn't playing good. But but that being said, moving on to the next award, uh, the AP Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Boza of the San Francisco 49ers. I think we all called that one, right? I mean, there's no, as it I mean, should have been. I don't know how fuck. I don't know how Chris Jones apparently was about to like apparently take that from him because just because he had two good games in the play, uh, two sacks in the playoff for the first time in his career. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that I guess that means more. Right. Uh, offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. How y'all feel about that one? Offensive MVP? Uh, no, I'm joking. No, it, I, think that, I think that was the right call on that one. Yeah, I do too. Chip? Uh, I mean, yeah, because we know a receiver is not going to win MVP of the league. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can be a triple crown leader in the season and still not win MVP, so. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Which I don't know. I think Cooper Cup would take the Super Bowl MVP over the regular season MVP any day. I'd rather take him. He should have been both MVP. I no, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying if you had to give me a choice, would you want to be regular season MVP or Super Bowl MVP? I'm taking the Super Bowl every time. But you, you um, said that Patrick Mahomes should have won both, or no? Wait, what? No. What did What did you just say? I'm not even talking about Patrick Mahomes. That's why I was confused for a second. No, you have brought up the triple crown. Yeah, and and I had said that hey, at least he has the Super Bowl MVP. Chip said he should have won both, and I said I agree with that. But if you give me the choice to between regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP, I'm going to take the Super Bowl MVP over the regular season MVP. Because at least with the Super Bowl MVP, you not only win the MVP, but you win a freaking Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Um, Moving on from there, though, AP Assistant Coach of the Year was D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, now the new head coach of the Houston Texans. How would you guys feel about this one? Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about it, and I said that I thought D'Amico should win it anyway. So, And that was, right. that was yeah. before he was even announced as the, uh, the, the new head coach for the Texans. Right. I mean, to be honest, the only other person you can ever claim for assistant of the year is Eric B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, 
coach of the year, which I still think E.V. should be a head coach somewhere. Um, the uh, He just doesn't AP, want to be. AP coach of the year was Brian Dable of the New York Giants. I don't think he wants to be anywhere else. Well, yeah. But yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Brian head coach Dable, of the year. Brian Dable. Head, head coach of the year was Giants. right. Yeah. 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 And MVP of the regular season, Pat Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think so, but I mean his stats are are too hard to. Pass who was going to be your? Who would been your MVP? Josh Allen. Uh, I I just I think I see that, but he he started declining. He declined near the end of the year, though. Well, but playing as well as he did with that elbow injury, like. Oh, I know, that's, I know. That's MVP. You, you heard me all, all year how I claimed. <laughs> you know how I claimed him pretty much all year and still had hope. But I mean, I think at a point when his arm was just it, it let him down so much because he started throwing more interceptions than he usually does, and also um, just not being able to get the ball to where it needed to be. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, he had a bum arm and everything. But at what point do you go, hey, I can't do this? Uh, I mean, he, I, I'm not sure he had a choice in that matter, to be honest. No. But I could be wrong, but that uh, is. Yeah. But that is the Hall of Fame and the NFL honors. So Let's move on to the Super Bowl, man. Let's move on to the Super Bowl where the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to um, I mean, it was a game, man. I mean, it was 7-7 seven to seven after the first quarter, 24-14 to after the half. Um, Philly came roaring back, uh, and it was tied all at uh, – oh, I'm sorry, it was 21-20 to 20 coming out of the third. Kansas City scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter to Philadelphia's eight. Um, with a last second field goal to win it. Uh, I hit you guys with the statistics first. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia stats, uh, Jalen Hurts, 304 yards and a touchdown, 304 yards passing and a touchdown on the day. He was also the team's leading rusher, 15 carries, 70 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Um, uh, receiving uh, Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 100 yards. A.J. Brown, six of 96 for a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, six for 60. Uh, Jalen Hurts did have a fumble, though, in this game that was picked up by Nick Bolton and ran back for a touchdown in this game. Um, Nick Bolton was the uh, also the leading tackler for Kansas City. Um, moving over to Kansas City, though, Pat Mahomes was only 182 yards passing but threw three touchdowns on the game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Pat Mahomes ran for 44 as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 6 of 81, 4 touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster, 7 of 53 uh, on the day. Uh, Kadarius Toney, only one catch for five yards and a touchdown. Sky Moore, one catch for four yards and a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, it was a uh, – let you guys get into it. How did you guys feel overall about Super, the Super Bowl 57? Go ahead, Raj. No, I was going to let you go ahead and do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Chip. It was a great game for 58 minutes. There we go. For 58 minutes, I watched one of the best Super Bowls I've ever watched. Then the final two minutes happened, and the game became null and void to me. Um, I've said this I for years. The, the kneeling rule is fucking stupid. It needs to be abolished. Um, play the fucking game. That you're getting paid to play the game, play the fucking game. Two minutes left on the clock, and you kneel. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Raj? I mean, I'm okay with that. You gotta win how you gotta win. Your boy Vin Diesel said it best. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. 
No, it, it's the same way with the new fucking baseball rule. Uh, ghost runner on second in extra innings. No, fucking earn it. Fucking earn it. Um, what happened is Kansas City got Kansas City got scared. It, I, I'm I'm only saying that because that's the most recent. I mean, you know, we we go by what's most recent, but this has happened before, and I went off about it then. Kansas City got scared because Philadelphia was was making the comeback. And I believe that I, I, I'm not going to say that Philadelphia would have won had um, they had the two minutes to play with, uh, but it would have been a much more exciting end to the game. That was by far, in, in my personal opinion, the it, it tainted the Super Bowl for me, uh, and and I know several hundred more people than I've seen talk about it uh, tainted the Super Bowl for them as well. Yeah, because so. I mean, Philadelphia really didn't have any time left to over to, um, you know, really have a good, I mean, because, you know, of course, I mean, they, they had eight off, seconds, like, they had eight seconds, but still. But they also seconds. had the ball for like forty-seven minutes. So right, no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm, I'm only talking about the last two minutes. For the first fifty-eight minutes, like there, there was some, some shit that Philadelphia should have done. They're the second team in Super Bowl history to blow a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Oh, uh, or not in the fourth yeah, quarter in the Super Bowl that- period. Yeah, but I don't think theirs was as bad as what Atlanta did with Philadelphia with uh, uh, New England. I mean, yeah, because it was only a ten point game, or yeah, about a ten point game, wasn't it? Going into half. Yeah, but I mean, the, so uh, statistically, it, it they they blew a double digit lead. Uh but you know uh, the the fumble from Jalen Hurts uh, really hurt them. The uh, the the whole the the phantom holding call on Juju uh, hurt him. I, I do believe that was a phantom call. I don't I don't think that was a hold. Um, but don't put yourself in that position either. I think uh, I think there was bad calls on both sides because I still feel oh, like yeah. Dallas Gardner's catch was not a catch at all. No, his foot I, I, was it, off the ground when he finally got control of it. Yeah, I, I, I right. see. I don't believe that was a catch. Um, there was the second, um, the the second uh, fumble recovery by um, oh shit. Uh, oh, that would. I'm so mad by the Bolton. Oh the, yeah. yeah, the Bolton. Yeah, the, uh, where he caught. Yeah, where it was a Miles Sanders went and caught. He didn't bring the ball in. No, he caught the ball. He just didn't he take two steps. Ball. No, he didn't take three yeah, steps. He, he took two. He didn't take three. Three? I thought it was. No, it's it two was... steps. It's two steps. You have to make okay. a football well, play in two steps, which is bullshit. Because well, that means you have to. That means the defender has to let the guy make a play. Right. Well, see, during the Super Bowl, they were saying, you know, he got two steps, but it was that third with control that he didn't get. Like, no, come on, bullshit. That was a catch. And it should have been a picks or a a, a, a fumble recovery. Another fumble for, recover. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, so, and he would have won the MVP at that point. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there, there was you know the the Philadelphia defense not showing up in the second half, um, really hurt them because I mean they were fucking everywhere during the first half, the second half, it was just like, okay, where's, where's your defense now? Why are you playing soft? Um, but I, but I think it was more of them moving. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, but for me, it's just that final two minutes with the kneeling. Like I, I hate that in any game, especially the Super Bowl. like, play the game like we're playing to win yes i get that but like i don't I, know I just, it's me it feels like every, every every sports 
every sport has that because in soccer you pass the ball back and forth through your defense to kill more time and basketball you do the slow come up and then you do the space and you throw the ball up in the air or you just like chuck it down so nobody can grab a hold of it yeah in yeah, hockey see, there's icing and hockey and ice like is the stupidest yeah. fucking call in the world thank you thank you somebody <laughs> I, fucking agrees with you. i fucking hate icing calls hate so icing, so much oh you put it all the way down there and go just go get care. it I'm clearing it. Get it. I cleared it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for getting out of my zone. We're in a power play, bitch. Right. <laughs> I yeah. fucking hate See, so much. I, I don't. I don't like that in those sports either. Um, you know, like I get. You, okay, the, let me let me ask you this. I get the mentality yeah. of we're playing to win, but we're also being paid to play. So play. You know. What upsets you more, Chip? The, the the kneel down or the overtime? What what was the overtime rule? What what was what's more egregious to you? The old overtime rules or the new the overtime old rules? the old overtime? Oh, rules. The fucking old overtime rules! Oh but yeah, it, it would definitely be the kneel down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because overtime happens more more often than the kneel down. Uh, and and like so, I will say that I understand like if. Two teams are playing, we'll just say, you know, uh, Miami and Denver. And Denver's up by, like, three scores, and there's, you know, a minute left on the clock. I understand the kneel there because it's like, there's no way you're coming back three scores in a yeah, minute. you already won the game. What's the point of rubbing it in our face? Right. Uh, it, it's it's just the <sighs> the times when it's it's close – and like like with the Super Bowl, there was two minutes left. Two minutes. So right. it, again, it, it that's just my personal preference. I would much rather see the game played than what happened. Uh, but at the same time, in basketball, I would much rather see, you know the game played than the slow dribble up the court and, and all that bullshit with soccer. I'd much rather see the game played than the kick around, kick around, kick around shit. You know, for me, it's a personal preference, but it is very fucking like it gets my blood boiling like so bad. (laughs) And I can verify this because I've known Chip, uh, since two, since 2001, he was talking about this shit all the way back then. Like he was still like, I could verify he's always hated the fucking kneel down. So I hate when my hey, team you know, does it. it. Thank you. I was fixing to say, he even hates it when the Texans do it. Well, how often do the Texans do it? Not very often. <laughs> I will say, I will say that doesn't happen very often. But, but there was a few years where they were good, and and it happened, uh, uh, and bullshit with you, and I fucking would text Talon like, "Fuck, why did he have to kneel? Like, <laughs> pass it off, like with with the fucking the Chiefs, like pass it to Pacheco, have him run. He doesn't have to get far. It's two minutes, you know. Get a yard, <laughs> just fucking something." At least make some type of forward progress. Yes. Some type of forward progress. Right. And um, then they almost, then they almost <laughs> fucked themselves with that last minute field goal because everybody was slipping around on that painted ass fucking field. That was the worst field oh, I've ever that seen. Is, that field, that Ex- field is the fucking worst hero. That's the worst villain in any sports game ever. Here, explain. This is okay. Hang on a minute. This is, Okay, so you mean to tell me this is SoFi State? How long has SoFi Stadium been in operation? This is, a, this is brand new grass, though. Okay, so okay, but but okay, but 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 still, this is SoFi Stadium. This is LA. This is no, state of the art. This is Arizona, State Farm Arena. Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking something else. I'm sorry. Um, last year's was in LA. I'm they sorry. literally changed the grass the week before and said it was the best turf ever. Nah, and then that and then put that that shit breaks ankles. And then put fucking fresh paint on the it. fucking Philadelphia Eagles. 
Dude, that killer, that kicker from the fucking Philadelphia Eagles, man, when he went to kick, as soon as he planted his foot, turn, like, I'm surprised you didn't break your fucking ankle when you kicked the football off. At that point, fucking punt it. You know what I mean? Well, and 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 Jalen Hurts even went out of the game, changed his cleats to longer spikes because he was slipping everywhere. Like, dude, just 15 other players did the same thing. Fucking worst field. And then Pat Mahomes kneels right in the center where there's this big ass painted spot for your kicker. And I'm like, really, really? You did that? Like you put him right in the middle of the hash marks. Put him on one side or the other, not in the fucking middle with this big ass painted logo that people have been slipping on all night. Like shit. Come on. Here's the thing that it was bad. Like it was really, really bad. But it's not nearly as bad as like, like to me, I would expect the field to be like that if it was like a rainy Super Bowl or something along those lines. But we're indoors. This 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 turf is supposed to be, you know, state of the art and fucking bleeding edge technology. You know, it's supposed to do that. Dude, you might as well be running on paper mache at that point. It was bleeding edge, all right. Fuck that shit, dude. Fuck that shit. It wasn't as bad as the Pittsburgh-Miami game from like 1990 or like 2001, but it was it was pretty, pretty bad. Right. Uh, uh, I don't remember that. I don't think I'm, I'm old enough to remember that. No, no, no. Well, okay, so basically it <laughs> rained. <laughs> yeah. 2001? 2002? I wasn't watching football at the age of nine. <laughs> the game, listen. You remember the, what I, you know what I remember for 2001? What? Think about 2001. Rugrats? What happened in 2001, guys? D12? No, September. Uh, Devil's Night came out. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember from, from 2001. You don't even remember Devil's Night? Uh, I don't think I actually listened to him in 2002. Okay. <laughs> How are you going to say you don't, I don't remember Devil's Night when we were literally going bar for bar when we went over the album? That's what I was confused about. You said that's the only thing you remember from 2001. I'm like, I didn't remember it came out in 2001, to be honest, either. Oh, Lord. I, right. Did it come out in But no, back in, yeah, I think it did. I think it, came it, did. Out right, it came out right before, the, uh, right before the Eminem show did. And the Eminem show came out in 2002. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I thought but, Devil's Night came out in right. 02. No, it was it was 01. Um, but ne- nevertheless, the game I'm talking about, Roger, it was between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. And it rained so hard. Why they didn't call the game off, I don't know. But literally, uh, it was literally like they were playing in mud, basically. Uh the punter punted the ball away, and instead of the kick returner going to get it he just let it bounce it just went and stuck straight into the fucking right on the 15 yard line they were like the game ended surprisingly six to two with pittsburgh beating the dolphins by a last minute field goal with three seconds left in the in the fourth quarter that was a horrible game and on top of that it was a monday night football game if that tells you anything so that's before they started doing them Boogered ass Thursday games. Not the boogered ass. Yep. The raspberry assholes. <laughs> raspberry ass cheeks. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, so far, you know, I, I can I also can I also ask one more question because this shit's been sticking in my crawl for the past ever since Sunday night. Okay. Why the fuck are people all why the fuck are people already praising Pat Mahomes? Like he's a good quarterback, but why are they already putting him on the fucking Mount Rushmore of greatest quarterbacks of all time already? Uh five years starter, two Super Bowl wins, two MVPs, five thousand yards multiple times already. Uh remember his first starting year he threw fifty fucking touchdowns. Okay, well that that is true about the <laughs> touchdowns over it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
the as thing is, like that team is but made like for him. Premature though, I feel like it, everything is like if you win now, always oh, the greatest of all time. Like, like really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I just think it's a little premature to say he's one of the greatest of all time when he's only been in the league five years. Yes, he has you know two championships, I, I, which you know which is great. But can we say that? Go ahead, Chip. I was just going to say, I would say we've talked about this uh, numerous times when we talk basketball. I would say Pat Mahomes is the greatest of his era. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I mean, but then again, he's still playing and he still has a whole lot more years to go left in his career. He is entering into his prime. So we'll see what happens there. But oh, I don't think he's entering his prime yet. There's the problem. Yeah, I don't either. Because the thing is, he doesn't. He only has one consistent receiver, which is Kelsey. Yeah. If he yeah. had, if he had two other options on the outside besides Travis Kelsey, it'd be fucking dangerous. Well, I mean, hell, he had or one inside, one outside. Hell, he had yeah. fucking uh, Tyreek for the first. He would have Tyreek, and then Tyreek Hill said, "Hey, I'm gonna go play for the better quarterback." I wouldn't take two over Mahomes. That's what he said, though. Yeah, those are his exact words. I mean, I mean, I appreciate the encouragement, but it, but I mean, damn, bro, you you was you was playing with Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? At least Patrick Mahomes don't have a history of you know getting his bell rung, and you know it's got this season. This past year was a pretty difficult. Which I don't know, Tyreek Hill did show out in Miami, but you just, you know, inconsistency at the quarterback position, you know, but we'll see what happens next year. I think next year will be better. Hopefully with Tua being healthier, I think we'll be better. Uh, just see what we do in the draft. And if we pick up any free agents uh, along the way, um, I to, guys might need to get a quarterback just in case. I mean, yeah, I absolutely feel like we should get at least, at least a good solid backup, you know, someone who can, you know, I mean, you got Teddy Bridgewater. I said a good solid backup. Teddy stays inconsistent too much, I think. Now, Skylar Chapman did okay in that playoff game against Buffalo, but I think it was more because of Tyreek and Jalen Waddell. Um, You know, our defense is still young. We still got, you know, good young players. I think we could add to it. Um, You know, see what happens there. I do feel like maybe X is going to leave or ask for a trade this upcoming season, but we'll see what, where that goes. Um, and who knows what the hell else could happen, man? I mean, this is just the end of the Super Bowl. Free agency hasn't even technically started yet. So we'll see what happens. But that being said, um, overall for the 2022 NFL season, how did you guys feel about the season as a whole? Uh, the season as a whole was, was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I mean, awesome. uh, my team didn't right. do great. That but... being said, though, let's uh, wrap things up for it. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, the, the Texans, they my didn't My team defensively great. did. Yeah. Uh, but you guys just lost uh, your run game coordinator. Who, us? Yes. Eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's not he like we're doing great in the fucking run anyways. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but y'all got Sean Payton now, so. Yeah. You know. Are you, I don't know if I asked you this uh, last week or not. Are you, how, how, what is your excitement level or your expectation level now that Sean Payton's there? My expectation is that maybe we'll get good draft picks and be able to build a playoff contender team. I'm not going to say we're going to, I mean, we're in the fucking one, a very hard division to begin with when all the teams are consistent, but maybe we can do it. Um, my to be honest, my expectation is uh at least at least eight wins. Yeah, I think you could I could yeah, 
eight or nine, probably right there in the middle of the pack. Although I do think that with Sean Payton being there, though he does bring a little bit of cachet to the organization, and I do feel like maybe that'll entice a couple of notable free agents to come to Denver. You think that's a possibility? I mean, if the uh, person he entices to come to Denver is named Drew Brees, hopefully. <laughs> I don't think Drew's coming back to the game. I don't think. Just, just for me, man. Just for me. Just okay, okay, okay. I'll give you the. I'll let you smoke the hopium. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I need something. Right. Uh, and Chip, like what we talked about a minute ago, man, D'Amico Ryan, he's going to be the new head coach of uh, uh, the Houston Texans. How, how, what is your expectation level at for the for next season? Four wins. Four wins. Four. Oh, wins. you're not you're not expecting a you're not expecting a Detroit season comeback. No, no. Four wins. Uh, I, I, I'll and I'll. I, I, I'll wait until we see what the draft and free agency holds for D'Amico. Um, he's a first-year head coach, ne- never done it before. Uh, he's always been a defensive guy. Um, so we'll we'll see. If, if we get one more win than we got last year or th- this year, uh, I, I'll say – all right, we're moving in the right direction. He he definitely can't go backwards. Like if he loses more than Lovey Smith lost, then you know that's a problem. Um, I'll be interested to see you know what we do in the draft for sure. There's there's rumors that we're not gonna take a quarterback, which is stupid, and go after a quarterback in free agency. I think even if we go for a quarterback in free agency, we still draft a quarterback. Um, but well, that's I mean, me. Derek Carr is out there. I, and I, I agree. I just don't know that he fits what D'Amico Ryans is going to be doing. I, I, I just don't know. Um, there, okay. there are people already comparing D'Amico Ryans to uh, Mike Tomlin. Because Mike Tomlin was very mm. young, Oof. yeah. Uh, the you know Mike Tomlin That's was high young. Expectation though, man. Just just a couple of seasons as an, uh, a coordinator before he took over as a uh, head coach with no experience, and I don't want to put that pressure on D'Amico at all. But I will say that I'm I'm. I'm I'm sitting on the edge of my seat to see what he puts on the field. Right. Right. And I mean I, and I understand that. I mean, as long as he does better than Lovey Smith did, I think he'll be okay. Um as far as Miami goes, what what I expect and what my expectations are. Uh unfortunately, like I mean, I would love to sit here and say, "Oh, we're going to win the division," but there's a possibility we could, if, especially if Josh Allen's not going to be playing and who are you going to get to substitute there. Um, but again, that's not taken away from Buffalo's defense also. New York Jets defense has gotten way better. Um, the the uh, Patriots defense, even though they were kind of mediocre this year, they were still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Mac Jones should be healthy coming back. Um, you don't really know the quarterback situation for the Jets either because are they going to start Zach Wilson? Are they going to start Mike White? Who's going to be the, the true starter? But their run game is really good. Um, and then, again, you look at Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what the situation with Josh Allen is. If, if he has the top of John surgery, he's not going to be there to play. Who's going to be his replacement? But at the same time, they still got Stephon Diggs. They still got uh, Gabriel Davis. They still got Dawson Knox, and they still got a good defense. If I'm being conservative with my uh, pick, I'll say 10 wins. But... I don't know. That's not really being conservative. That's really being more or less hope. No, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna say nine or ten wins. I think we'll probably be another wild card again this upcoming season. But again, the draft hasn't took place. Free agency is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we will certainly see what happens there. Um, but 
that being said, I feel like, you know, I feel like the season was really good this year. We know a whole lot of, you know, got a whole lot of new stars this upcoming seat, uh, this, this past year. Um, you know, you know, just looking forward to next year. I think next year is going to be a really good year. Um, so that being said, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think about Super Bowl 57? Let us know in the comments below. Let us know in all of our social pages. Uh, let us know if you got it right. Let us know if you got it wrong. Um, Wait, hold on. Out of out of the three of us, who got it right? You did. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you won the you you won the uh, you won the damn uh, won the season, season and the postseason. Season. Look at look at you go. <laughs> look at you go. R.P. to one of the goats. Rest in peace, Pat. Stay. That being said, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. What you got going on, Raj? Uh, do we really want to tell everybody what I'm going to do if they don't subscribe to YouTube? Let's, please don't. Please don't. He gonna shit in your bed. I'm gonna right, shit in your bed, your <laughs> pillowcase. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna give you an upper decker. Roger's playing uh, Hogwarts uh, Legacy on the YouTube channel. Go check out uh, all the, uh, the, the the videos from that one. Also, what's going on this weekend? This weekend, hanging out. Come hang out with us at Chat. Uh, no, almost a Chatty with Comic Con. Well, no. <laughs> Con Nuga, February seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. It's going to be a pretty cool time, man. We got all like shit ton of panels man we got everything from sci-fi from horror video games we got uh pro wrestling stuff you know there's stuff for the kids there's stuff for the teenagers there's video gaming stuff tabletop gaming a whole bunch of panels a whole bunch of vendors a whole bunch of uh uh, mainline tattoos shout out to them they're going to be there giving people tattoos and shit um also shout out to a couple of guys that's going to be there man uh alex ogle jason flowers uh a lot of the great artists that's going to be there um yeah, so we're looking forward to this upcoming weekend. Come by, say hi to us. We will have, we, we will be filming that day and we'll be getting uh, more uh, content for the YouTube channel. Again, check it out uh, on uh, on YouTube at Movement Radio. Hope you guys do enjoy that. And, and go subscribe, guys. Um, yeah, you know, just looking forward to it. Um, that being said, shout out to all of our sponsors, the OG, GearAnime.com, Audible.com, Zoo Lily, Canva, uh, Get Response, Elementor, Just Cash Clothing, uh, trying to remember, Entertainment Earth, and W.GG. Uh, again, thanks to all the friends who've been down with us since day one. You know who you are. We love y'all. And uh, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Thank you guys for uh, tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? The season finale coming back next week. It starts all over again. The brand new season of Something About Sports. And uh, we hope you guys will stick around next week for that one. Until then, thank you guys. We love you and we appreciate you guys. Catch you next time. Hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel again. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch. Go cop some merch. And once again, check out movementradio.us, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. Oh, shit, in your pillowcase. I knew he was going to say it. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.